25. Mm-hmm. 25 so many of them. Out of 74 American flamingos <gasps> were dead, so a third. And right before, right as they entered the birdhouse, they spotted a fox in the flamingo yard, but it escaped. Not the DC foxes again. <laughs> They're mad. <laughs> we, they killed their queen and now they're coming back. <laughs> Oh shit, you already started. Okay. Oh, sorry. I figured we could just jump into it, you know. You're right. Um, so one thing I did not get the chance to ask you about before we started is you just came from a protest at the Supreme Court. Yes. I did. Um, it was good. I went with a few girls from my walking group. Um and it was like surprisingly uplifting for such a sad day (laughs) but it was like really powerful to um like to see the amount of people that were there was there was there a lot of people it's hard to tell from the pictures you know no it was like a lot of people wow well I'm glad you went. Um, I guess that could serve as a segue into the first news story, but I did just want to report to people. Um, I said last episode that Nick and I were going to be going to my mom's house to visit the zoo. And sadly that did not happen because Nikki boy got COVID. Nikki got sicky. (laughs) I love that. Um, Yes. Nikki got sicky. I did not get sicky. So I had to not spend time with him, but he's better now. So that was, an I, event that I know he, I saw him today. We went grocery shopping. Together. Oh yeah. That's so my cute. bestie. I thought, wait, I'm confused. So he told me that you guys were meeting at Trader Joe's to exchange to, to, so that you could get his shoe rack. And I was like, why the grocery store? Well, cause I was like, you know what? Cause he was going to come here. And I was like, you know what? I need to go grocery shopping tomorrow. So this will give me motivation to actually go. And so I was like, no, meet me at Trader Joe's. I'm going to go. I'll come out and I'll come grab it from you. And he was like, oh, actually, I have to pick up some stuff, too. So I'll just go with you. <laughs> That's so cute. You guys are grocery shopping. Yeah, it was super cute. I love that. Oops. What? Sorry, I forgot. I forgot my, oh, I thought you would be able to hear that. I forgot to turn my computer and do not disturb. Uh, no, I couldn't hear it. <clears throat> Could you hear that? Unfortunately, yes. It's my pomegranate tea. I realized too late that there's caffeine in this. So hopefully it doesn't fuck Uh-oh. me up too badly tonight. <laughs> Yikes. It's very delicious. Um, anyway, should we get started? Because like I said, I kind of had a segue there. Let's bring it back. Um, so for those of you who don't know, very unfortunate. There was a draft decision uh, that was leaked from the Supreme Court suggesting that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. Um, so I just have a lot of information to unload real quick before we talk about it. Um, first of all, there are more than 20 states that have laws that could restrict or ban abortion soon after the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, if that were to happen. Um, and then there are these things called trigger laws, and those are designed to take effect literally immediately after a Supreme Court ruling. So a bunch of those are waiting in the, in the wings um, in many states, unfortunately. And just a reminder to people that nearly one in four women in the U.S. are expected to get an abortion in their lifetime. And 58% of U.S. women of reproductive age, that's 40 million women, live in states that are hostile to abortion rights. So this is kind of important. Um, so yeah, this, this leak of a draft occurred yesterday. Chief Justice John Roberts 
is apparently confirming the authenticity of the draft. I don't know why it would be inauthentic. Um, <laughs> so I think they just want to investigate how a leak of this nature happened. Apparently they think it was one of the conservative um, Supreme Court clerks that leaked it. Of course it fucking is. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Justice John Roberts said, to the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations and it will not succeed, the work of the court will not be affected in any way. I mean, wow, that's comforting because it seems like you guys are about to struck down <laughs> Roe v. Wade. Literally, they're like, don't take this as a joke. We're like, okay, we're not. Yeah. And then lastly, Biden, of course, made remarks. He said he believes the reasoning in the draft decision, quote, would mean that every other decision related to the notion of privacy is thrown into question, adding that he believes there's a right to privacy in the Constitution. He's worried such a decision would threaten, quote, a whole range of rights in the idea we're letting the states make those decisions, lo localities. This would, wait, what? Make those decision localities? Someone writing this article messed he up. Old. He hailed. Uh, but this would be a fundamental shift in what we've done. And to that, I say, sir, if you really fucking cared, then you would be doing more than you're doing at this current moment. You'd be packing the courts like you suggested you might do in more than one debate, presidential debate. Um, so, yes, that's that is what has been happening over the last 24 hours. Incredibly distressing. And Biden is right about that, where it's like if this if Roe v. Wade is struck down and that case is 50 years old people it's set a precedent for 50 years yep. um but if that were struck down he's right that um other ca other cases and landmark decisions could be called into question such as uh same-sex marriage legalization and whatnot mm -hmm. so it's just a distressing time yeah. for all americans who think clearly right <laughs> oh we're both sipping our beverages. Not us both taking a sip. <laughs> Me too. You know. <laughs> we both say. <laughs> so what say you, Ileana Reed? Honestly, it's been a tough day. I mean, you I, are the woman in this equation. So I'm I not... am the woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is terrifying, especially seeing that one of the states that has, um, I believe, I believe it's a trigger law. It's like an old uh law that could go back into effect um, after Roe v. Wade is overturned in Wisconsin. Like seeing my home state be one of the states that could potentially restrict abortion is really upsetting. Um, honestly, I'm just like so exhausted. It's been a long day. And as you probably know, a lot of this stuff impacts my work. So I don't like my professional work. So I don't really yeah. get to look away or I don't get to escape. But I will say working in the industry that I do, I do have like the benefit of leaning on like people like my colleagues and like we do support each other. So that is nice. And a few of them were actually at the protests earlier this afternoon. And a few of them are going like some of them are going tomorrow. So it's just been a crappy day. Today my boss messaged me and she was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, same sis. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think it's frustrating to a lot of people, obviously women, um, there's a unique fear there. I'm just, I'm just so over conversations about the court because it's, I just think it's, I don't want to say irrelevant, but it's very frustrating. Like for instance, I was watching a clip of Elizabeth Warren reacting to all of this 
And you can tell she was very upset because um, I'm not, I mean, I can't verify her statistic, but if it's true, 69% of Americans believe that women should have access to abortion, which is obviously a majority. And yet this court of nine people right, right. is trying to dismantle a precedent that is, like I said, been around for five decades. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense to me. A lot of things in our government don't make sense and are controlled yes. by crazy right-wing people who just think they can control people's bodies. Also, I have to say the one that like argument from the pro-life side that oh, heavy quotes when I say pro-life that like drives me insane is like the uh, idea of like people getting abortions simply because they don't want to be pregnant when like there are so many other reasons for people being for people getting abortions. Like literally one of the speakers at the protest tonight was like, I've had two abortions. The second one was because I had a miscarriage and I wanted mm -hmm. to start trying again because I was a teacher and I wanted to have a baby so that I could spend time with the baby during my summer break because I don't get time off. And so I had to get an abortion to terminate the pregnancy that miscarried so that I could start trying for another kid again. And it's just like, there's so many other reasons. And then I saw TikTok and this guy was like, my wife has cervical cancer and she's pregnant and you can't treat cervical cancer when you're pregnant. And so because they live in Texas and she's past six weeks of her pregnancy, she can't get an abortion or can't receive cancer treatment because of that law. And so it's like, there are so many, other, and then like the U S has one of the high, if not the highest maternal mortality rate, women die all the time for being pregnant or giving birth. And it's like, this would only make it worse as in addition to people terminating pregnancies because they don't want to be pregnant and that's okay. But also like some people literally need abortions. Yeah. There, I think there's like three very important facts we need to state one, any reason to get an abortion is a good reason, right? Because it's not it's your our choice. choice. It's the yeah. one's choice. <laughs> Second, it, it's frustrating that everyone who's like you said, quote unquote, pro-life, um, the, the straw man argument is that like, oh, like this baby has the right to be born, blah, 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 blah. But like, do they give a shit about any social systems that would help provide for that child once it's born? No, no they stop caring as soon as it's born, especially if it's a baby of color, they stop caring. Right. It's incredibly frustrating. And then the third thing, which I kind of forgot, and I'm going to take a minute to remember what the third thing was, but <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be a third thing it was You're on like, my head a second and, ago and, and, and one and another thing <laughs> I, I, had another th I had a list okay and i was just so focused on the first two points that i forgot it'll come well, back like in me. addition to the to the second point it's like they they say that oh this baby deserves to live so keep it alive but then like in cases where it's life or death they would rather an unborn child stay alive like it's than a than a, a, an already living woman it's just like either way you're losing life and it's just like you're placing value on a fetus that you like you said won't support after it's born yeah Ridiculous. i remember the third point oh okay the third point which should be obvious to some people but doesn't seem to be obvious to again pro-life people is that <laughs> this isn't going to stop abortions it's just going right. to make it harder for women to get them and there's going to be an excess of abortion requests in states where it is going to remain legal if this is overturned mm -hmm. and it's going to become unsafe for women who might not have the ability to travel to get an abortion or even the desire to travel. It's going to make it unsafe for like at home abortions, 
folks doing like back alley abortion somewhere. It's just going to, it's, there's no world in which overturning this makes anything better. If anything, there's statistics and studies out there that prove that banning abortions or restricting abortions only increases more abortions because it also, it also limits sex, like informative sex education. So more Mm -hmm. people get pregnant, more people get unwanted pregnancies and they're, like you said, they're still going to seek out abortion no matter what. So you might as well make it safe and accessible for everyone. This is yeah. just a fucking power move created by a bunch of dickhead men. Yes. <laughs> I'm over it. It really is exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. Well, uh, I do have one <laughs> other news story. And if we want to just take a moment, because obviously the rest of this episode is probably not going to be as heavy. Um Let's take a moment to just be like, ooh, put ourselves in a new mindset because I personally think this next story is really fucking funny. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad we talked about what's going on yeah. at the Supreme Court, but we're going to try and lighten Pivot. the mood of yeah. us and those listening because lightening the mood is sometimes necessary. Indeed. But alas, okay. So another story in Washington came out today. <laughs> I want to Busy say, I don't, I don't think this is funny because of what actually happened, but I think it's funny. Like it, if you have an imagination, so, <laughs> um, early Monday morning, the staff at the Smithsonian national zoo arrived at the birdhouse to find 25 flamingos dead. 25. Mm-hmm. 25 so many of them out of 74 American flamingos <gasps> were dead. So a third and right before right as they entered the birdhouse they spotted a fox in the flamingo yard but it escaped not the dc foxes again <laughs> they're mad <And> then, <laughs> the we, they killed their queen and now they're coming back <laughs> not their queen i just first of all i love how this story this is in the washingtonian and like the log line it also said so it said like 25 flamingos dead period a duck was also killed period so <laughs> one right, to the duck. one northern pintail duck was also killed by the fox um the exhibit had metal mesh around it that was designed to keep out predators and this is the, this is also the exact sentence from the story the fox okay. incursion is the first breach of zoo security since the current exhibit's opening <laughs> in the 1970s this flamingo exhibit has been safe as long as Roe v. Wade has been around. Yo, I'm telling you, we pissed <laughs> off the DC Foxes. No, I literally wrote in all caps in the comment. I said the DC Fox clan is wild in this year. They're literally because... like, how dare you? They're they're protesting. <laughs> they're literally, they're like, we're gonna fight back. I wanna know why flamingos though. They're like one of the most graceful of birds. They were like, mm, maybe the DC foxes are homophobic because I think flamingos are gay. Well, you, and they literally just stand there. So it's like what the fox was looking and it was like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to kill a third of this flamingo family. That's so Jesus. Funny. Can you just imagine them walking in and there's 25 flamingos dead on the I ground? Would be like, somebody, oh, they don't have like overnight security? No, I mean, the At story the did say that they conduct, quote, multiple integrity checks every day, but they found no... They found nothing until this morning. And apparently the hole was softball size because the fox can fit through that. That's pretty They're big. Crazy. I know. I'm also shocked that they don't have some type of like overnight staffer at 
The zoo. Okay, but like if they're not immediately watching the flamingos, I mean, they're not going to see a fox sneak in and go like, bite, bite, bite. I guess. Maybe they do have overnight security and they just can't see what's going on. Maybe. I don't know. So it's tragic for the flamingos, but I, I'm i kind of scared of foxes now. What are they going to do next? Yeah. Those Good foxes. Lord. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that is the news. Please, if you see a fox, especially in the D.C. area, run away. It might bite or kill you. <laughs> it might kill you. <laughs> if it could kill a flamingo, I believe it could kill me. <laughs> you think delusional? you're as weak as a flamingo? All they got to do is get you on the neck, bro. Get an artery. <laughs> I believe a fox could kill me if it really wanted to. I mean, if it wanted to, of course, anything and could I'm, kill you. I'm no stronger or agile than a flamingo, probably. So <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. So we'll see. Stay safe out there. <laughs> anyway, so music. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a lot in music because all everybody's been talking about is the Met Gala. The Met Gala. Oh, yeah, we'll be getting to that, by the way. We Which, should have teased that. That was a reference that you would get if you did your homework. So, <laughs> And I did my you homework. You did. You did. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, you, you did guys, it immediately I, after we started. I watched recording. Ocean's 8 immediately after It was that night. It was episode. immediate. Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like the best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Music. Okay, yes. So some exciting news, but also super annoying um, Harry Styles announced that he's doing two one night only performances of his upcoming album, Harry's house, like the full album, one in New York and one in London. And all I have to say is Harry, where's one night in DC? Exactly. <laughs> so that's not what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, is this like a for now thing and then he'll have a tour later or is it cause he just had well, a he tour? Like just went on tour. So I feel like he's yeah. not going to tour this. This is just going to be like a, maybe they'll record oh. it for television. I would enjoy that. I would Maybe, watch that. Or like a streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. Hulu. <laughs> yeah. I would watch that. So fingers crossed. So like the public can get tickets to these? Yeah. It's like an event. Well, they're not going to be able to get them easily. Those are going to go fast. Of course. Well, of course they're going to go fast. And but still. <laughs> there should be a lottery for them. There should. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, Harry. I don't like you either. Just kidding. That's a lie. <laughs> kidding, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is the only other like interesting thing that was said this week that I could find, honestly. Chart data was very bland this week. Um, oh. Honestly, I don't really like Scooter Braun, but at first I read this article and I was like, shut the fuck up, Scooter Braun. <laughs> and then I was like, well, points were made if points were true if points are true so oh. basically scooter braun did an interview where he talked about how he acquired um big machine records label group which as many of you know is the record label that taylor swift signed on to originally that owned all of her original music sorry my dog was eating my shoes <laughs> um so scooter braun is also kanye west's manager so that created some tension once he became the owner of Big Machine Records, because then he officially had ownership of all of Taylor Swift's music, but he sold her masters in 2020. So now he doesn't own them anymore. But he basically said in this interview that like, 
when he bought Big Machine, he told them that if Taylor Swift wasn't a part of the conversation, he didn't want to go through with the deal. And then he said, quote, I was shown an email, which has now been made public, where she stated that she wanted to move on that negotiation and wasn't interested in doing that deal anymore. So apparently there was an offer on the table and she didn't take it. So she's, re, as you know, re-recording all of her old albums. Mm-hmm. And he says, I think Taylor Swift has every right to re-record. She has every right to pursue her masters. And I wish her nothing but well. I have zero interest in saying anything bad about her. I've never said anything bad about her in the past. And I won't start mm-hmm. now. And then he said, the only thing I disagree with is weaponizing a fan base. And this is where it gets, inter- this is where it gets interesting because we've talked about this before, specifically with Taylor Swift's fan base, where he said that after he purchased the masters, he has received numerous death threats. And he said, the artists I work with have very large fan bases. You don't do that. It's very dangerous. There's people in that fan base who have mental health issues. There's families involved. And I think it's very, very dangerous. So basically he's like kind of accusing Taylor Swift of like allowing her fans to come after her with, with to come after him without actually saying Taylor Swift is allowing her fans to come after me. So yeah, I don't know. We've talked about this before. Points were made, but also I, I feel like Scooter Brown is still a piece of shit. So. No, exactly. I mean, just because he has a point doesn't mean <laughs> we yeah. have to have sympathy. Also, I'm pretty sure he does. and But also, I'm pretty sure the deal that they initially made her to like buy back all of her masters was like absolutely ridiculous and outrageous so she declined the deal because it was like just easier to re-record her music than to try and pay them the money that they were asking for so it's like probably could have afforded it (laughs) i mean probably but it's just kind of sad that she was like involved in like a predatory record deal that a lot of people end up getting involved in when they're young and then don't really realize the consequences of until they're older but honestly i don't really have a lot of sympathy for like rich people who are successful (laughs) there's the ticket yep <laughs> like even as you were saying the story i found myself thinking i'm like oh but also care. like ah. <laughs> yeah especially when it's famous people i don't like <laughs> yeah yeah i also really don't care for taylor swift so i'm just kind of like this is interesting because it's kind of like started a conversation for a lot of younger artists like Livy rodrigo but it's also like eh. She's probably making a shit ton of money off of re-recording her music anyway. So this is probably exactly. better. She's probably better off. Precisely, okay. Yes. Well, that was music. Okay. Well, speaking of famous people, we do like yes. to get into entertainment. So Andrew Garfield was doing an interview uh, a couple of days ago. Excuse me. For oh. his new show on Hulu, <laughs> Under the Banner of Heaven, which apparently is very good. I might watch it. Mm, it looks, trailers look really good. Yes, but he was saying in this interview that after this show, which is already wrapped, of course, he wants to take a break from acting and just focus on being a regular person for a while. A regular person, my ass. <laughs> that yeah. means he's just going to take a bunch of brand deals. Exactly. Like you're not a regular person, so it's a little <laughs> annoying. But I feel like person. I feel like his That's intentions funny. were pure, but I'm sad that we won't see him in anything for a a little bit, I guess. Okay, but you know what? Also, this made me think of when he said that. I was like, imagine being able to just be like, I'm tired. I want to take a break from my job for a couple of months. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine. The <laughs> I mean, this isn't unheard of. Like, I can think of actors off the top of my head that took multi year breaks. Like, I remember Reese Witherspoon wasn't in anything for like four years. Sandra Bullock has taken a break or two, but 
it just seems strange to me that you're at like a career high and you're just gonna be like, I'm not gonna shoot anything. Someone on Twitter was like, that Spider-Man check cleared. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, probably yes. (laughs) It was like, oh, I'm safe for the next few years. I'm done. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love that. Okay, well, anyway, next story. So I got some more CinemaCon stories because it was wrapping up last week. This is a good one. Yeah. Oh, you know about this. Oh, okay. I, I, I've seen the video. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So my next few stories are CinemaCon related, but the first one is a little juicy. So Olivia Wilde, director of upcoming film, Don't Worry Darling, which we will talk about. In a okay. Second. Wait, really quick. What are yes. your, what is your really quickly? What is your opinion on Olivia Wilde? Because I like, I don't like her. Not because she's dating Harry Styles. I just get bad vibes from her. Personally. Mm, s- I wouldn't say bad vibes, but I'm like, okay. I mean, f- not a fan. Yeah. But Booksmart is a fucking great movie. And we'll talk about it in a second, but don't worry, darling, looks fucking great. So as a filmmaker, it does. It does. Ugh, I respect I hate that her. she's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so she was sorry. on stage at CinemaCon talking about her new film, Don't Worry, Darling. When someone came up to the foot of the stage and handed her a mysterious manila envelope labeled person, personal and confidential. You can see this in the video and in photos. It was slid to her. And at first she thought it maybe was a script. Someone sliding her a script, trying to get her attention, which would be a bold move if someone were to do that. She was like, is this a script? Yeah, she was like, what's this? It turns out that the envelope contained custody documents from Jason Sudeikis because they have two kids together, even though they never got married. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're having a custody dispute right now. And Jason Sudeikis (laughs) claims that he had no prior knowledge that this was going to happen at this time. Oh God! And I feel, I feel bad because like that's really embarrassing. That she is can handle it like a champ. That is embarrassing. She did like kind of like she played it off and just could continue talking. But I also think like, okay, if we believe that he had no knowledge that this was going to happen, whoever was serving her the documents, I kind of think like shame on them because she's up on stage talking about her her film, and you're going <laughs> to do that. They were like, oh. although I will say caveat, apparently. She's been very difficult to serve, which is why someone felt like they had no other choice than to go up to the <laughs> stage of CinemaCon. Um, yeah, but also CinemaCon said in a statement that they would, quote, reevaluate the security <laughs> protocols after this. <laughs> they were like, who let them in? <laughs> okay, here are my thoughts, okay? One, okay. apparently somebody, somebody I saw on Twitter was saying like, oh, I used to do this type of job where you like serve people papers. And they were like, the people that do this stuff love to like have fun with it like they think it's like oh funny and so they were like maybe jason sudeikis actually for real didn't know about this and like it was the people that were serving her the papers that did this which is yeah like really weird and but like i don't know and then okay number two i feel like somebody somewhere had to have done this on purpose whether it was jason sudeikis or not because basically the rumor is that Olivia Wilde went off to film this movie, Don't Worry Darling, that she was promoting. And that's where she met Harry Styles, who she's currently with. And that's when she decided mm-hmm. to leave Jason Sudeikis. And he didn't know about it until he saw it in the media. Oh, so like that. But like, that's her choice. Right. So that was like, a, especially they weren't married. So it wasn't like she was like, oh, let me consult my husband about breaking up with him. But I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of shitty. You just like I, go off and record your movie. And you're like, ah, I'm leaving shitty, the father of like- my babies. I don't know. I don't know why I have so much sympathy. I just think like if I were in her shoes, I'd be really embarrassed. And I think it's like highly inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, it was unnecessary. Sure, oh, sure agrees. Not sure he's like that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. 
Well, speaking of fucked up, let's talk about her film because they showed Woo! the first trailer for Don't Worry Darling at CinemaCon last week, but it was released online yesterday. And the plot is mostly under wraps, but basically Florence Pugh is married to Harry Styles in this like utopian community. It's set in like the 50s or the 60s. And all the wives stay at home while their men go off to work during the day but they don't really know what they're doing and the wives are supposed to stay home. So they're kind of in the dark about what's going on in the dark about what's going on behind this community. And it seems like it's about like gaslighting and gender roles and whatnot, <laughs> but it just looks really good. I just think it's really interesting that book smart is like a coming of age comedy. And if you guys have new homework assignment, yeah, if you haven't seen book smart, I, I, I love, can't help you. I love I can't help pointing you. at the camera like they're watching me. Yeah. You need to watch it. It is the best teen comedy since Mean Girls. It oh. is. It has so much heart to it. It is such a great first film. That's why I respect her so much as a filmmaker and a writer. Yeah. She she wrote yeah. it too. Um, but this film is a completely different thing tonally than Booksmart is, but it looks yes. equally as great. It looks so good. And conspiracies and acting and it looks so good. Comes out in September, and we're gonna go see it. Yeah, right. No, what I'm, do you think? I'm, gonna go, I'm, I'm seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing that. Yes. All yeah, right. It looks really good. So another trailer that was shown at CinemaCon last week was the first trailer for Avatar Two. The oh, long, this one I didn't watch. Delayed sequel. Well, because it's not available online. Oh, then what did I see? I saw some pictures or something. Yes, there were a couple of stills oh, released, okay. but picture, picture. the trailer that they showed at CinemaCon, which apparently dazzled people, they showed it to them in 3D because this is another like 3D tour de force thingy. Um, it will only be in theaters ahead of Doctor Strange 2, so we will be seeing it in two really? days. Really? Yes. Wow, that's exciting. I think it's interesting that they are saying, I, I'm sure they'll release it online like next week. They're just saying like, oh, if you see Doctor Strange this weekend, that's the only way you can see that. Avatar 2 trailer first. Apparently, there's like no story in this trailer. It's all visuals. And I'm just curious what you think. Movie. I know. I'm curious (laughs) what you think because it's been 13 years since Avatar. And it's a weird little anomaly because it's the highest grossing film of all time. It teetered a little bit between that and Endgame for a second, but then Mm -hmm. they did a re-release of Avatar. Now that is back on top. But like I feel like no one talks about I don't the care franchise or cares, <laughs> even though there's a whole ass theme park at Disney World. Like, I think this film is not going to I don't even think it's going to hit a billion, to be I'm, honest. Yeah, Loki, I'm worried. I'm worried for it because I've seen barely any hype around the stuff that they have released. It's CinemaCon. I didn't even know that they're releasing the trailer at um, Multiverse of Madness, which yeah. I mean, good for them, whatever. But it's just, I feel like they, they missed their moment. Like, it's been too long. I don't think anybody cares about the story anymore. I forgot. I don't even, if somebody was like, hey, tell me what Avatar is about. I'd be like, oh, fucking no. I don't remember I, I mean, saw the movie when I was a kid. It's Pocahontas in space. That's what it's about. I was a it's little kid, though. Think about that. I saw that yeah. movie with my parents under parental supervision. <laughs> I'm a grown woman. It's, I too, mean, it's been too long. I, I agree with you. I will say I have like, a pinch of optimism in me just because what I think would be really cool because this happened back in 2009 when the first trailer for the first film came out the CGI in that film was like incredible 
You yeah, know what would blow my good. socks off? If, because we see so much CGI these days, mm-hmm. if they somehow manage to like wow me with the CGI, even though yeah. we're so used to it, like if they somehow manage to make it look really realistic, that would be cool. Like I'd be down for that. Um, but we'll see in a couple of days, I suppose. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, but I'm also, I think it's weird too that after all this time, the first trailer they're releasing has no like, plot it's just shots is yeah, that gonna sure hype we'll, me up i'm sure we'll get a story trailer like later this year it doesn't come out till december of this year Ugh. but the subtitle is the way of water it's avatar 2 the way of water <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway that's the end of entertainment and i'm really excited All to talk right. about that i left my own water. notes underneath yours as you can see oh, I you okay look at them. i actually didn't see them yeah, last <gasps> night at like 12.30 a.m. while I was trying to go to sleep, I went through every single look to be prepared for today. Okay, wait, <laughs> I'm looking at your... Oh. <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to talk. <laughs> let's talk about it now. <laughs> Who are your best okay. dressed? Okay, I just have to say, no, uh, to, to, to a prerequ- prerequisite. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> one... <laughs> This theme was actually a little bit better than last year's theme, even though it was like playing off of last year's theme. Basically, the theme was the Gilded Age. It was like, think of it like Bridgerton couture. Like everybody that was there from Bridgerton should have just worn their costumes dead ass. Um, Also, I feel like some people's fits that they wore this year would have worked better for last year's theme. Whatever. Oh, Um, Sherry Greased. (laughs) Third thing that I'm going to say is a prerequisite. I'm not pleased, honestly. This was Bad. difficult for me. This was difficult for me to pick best and worst dress because I was like, you all failed. <laughs> um, you all failed. Almost all of you failed. Maybe like two people didn't fail. Two people passed the curve. Yeah. You know, it was not a great year. I <laughs> this just was think a like, really bad year. <laughs> even, even if you look at it outside the theme, I don't think there right. were that many memorable looks. Right. I was like, some people like looked good. They didn't dress to the theme, which pisses me off. But at the same time, there even weren't even a lot of people that looked good. Yeah. Some of y'all was wilding. <laughs> some people, I'm like, why do y'all keep getting invited? <laughs> also, there were some people that I was like, why were you invited? Period. Why was Ansel? El- Who brought Ansel Elgort? I don't know. And yeah, people this was a who we thought would be there weren't there. Like there were basically no euphoria girlies there except for Maude Patel, whose her dress was boring. And Sydney Sweeney and her hair was so she had like a cute dress, but her hair looked so flat and dull. I was like, where was who Hunter? You? Where was Hunter? Where was Hunter Schaefer? I don't know, dude. God damn. This was a a very weird year. Very weird vibes. Basically, the theming for Met Gala's has been is obsolete. Like nobody gives a hoot. (laughs) Not even Anna Winter. She was like, "Mm." no, like, girl, how you not dress for your own theme? I mean, to me, some people were like, oh, this is on theme because it's a silhouette. I don't fucking care about a silhouette. (laughs) I came here for 1800s glamour (laughs) and I didn't get it. Wait, real quick. I have. My my manager Jamie, I have her text thread pulled up because we were texting today about the Met Gala, yeah. and your Anna Winter comment made me think of it. She said, and she listens to this, so hi Jamie. Uh-huh. Um, she actually asked if we're going to be talking about it, and I said, you uh-huh. bet we are. Um, she said, and I quote: "If Anna Winter ever dresses according to her esoteric theme, it would send the world into sh- shock." <laughs> 
she Truly. also said she said Gigi Hadid's dress screamed this for me and she sent me this picture of Lizzie McGuire okay but she's <laughs> not wrong she's not wrong if y'all y'all who are if y'all can't picture it already it's the part of Lizzie McGuire movie where she's trying out all those different outfits and she comes out in the igloo dress that's what Gigi <laughs> yeah. Hadid looked like yeah this year I honestly this year pissed me off a little bit more than last year pissed me off because y'all at least had the pandemic like as an excuse uh <laughs> Well, anyway, should we get into, yeah, let's get I into see it. you have your best dress. Yeah, Wait, should I'm we talk sorry. about best dress first? We'll yeah, let's positive. talk about best. Yeah, okay. let's start positive. Honestly, I only have two people that I was like, wow, you popped off. Like you were on theme. You checked all my boxes. Like you did that thing. Oh. Uh, Blake Lively, of course, kills it every Doing year. Doing proves one. that it's not that fucking hard to adhere <laughs> to the theme and looked absolutely incredible. And yes, her outfit was two in one. <laughs> It was like a play on the Statue of Liberty. So how like the Statue of Liberty used to be copper. Her dress mm-hmm. started as copper and then like turned into that light blue color that she is now. It and was I was very like pretty. stunning. And even Ryan Reynolds was shook at his own wife. <laughs> so yeah, congrats to Blake Lively. She always slays. That's why she's a co-chair this year, of course. Um, and honestly, Normani. Normani looked so good. And she had body glitter that wasn't like trashy. I thought she looked great. <laughs> And honestly, that, was fine. to me, that was on theme. So. Normani was fine. I <laughs> don't think, I think if it were in a color other than black, it would have maybe been more interesting. Oh my God. You want to know what my biggest problem was too this year? Too much so black? many, no, so many white people wearing white, looking like fucking ghosts on the <laughs> red carpet. No, me and my friends were watching this. We're watching the red carpet on TV while we were at trivia. And we were like, why are all these white people? And mind you, all these women that I was with were white. They were like, why are all these white people in white? And they were like, they, she looks washed out. Everybody looked washed Ooh. out. You look like a ghost. I have to say, though, on that note, I have to say, I think Haley Bieber kind of redeemed herself. No, Her white dress was very ask, pretty. Don't even ask me about Haley Bieber. It, it was better than the bed sheet she wore <laughs> to the Grammys. <laughs> it was much better. Bed much sheet better gate. <laughs> <laughs> you're right yeah at least this was fashion this was an outfit yes so it was a little better okay those are my two top two but then i also had a list of like people who looked good so like you didn't look you didn't show up looking bad but you you like you weren't on team <laughs> but you like look good okay and i i disagree with two of these so <gasps> okay uh <laughs> olivia rodrigo i actually thought it was kind of cute you know she's it's like young. cute but i'm tired of who i'm tired of her <laughs> stylist because her stylist is picking road. the same silhouettes over and over right. and over it's it's getting she boring does. and she i'm also like outfits. i get it as an artist you have your aesthetic especially people love their aesthetics based on their album eras these days but i'm kind of over <laughs> like the the butterfly like glitter oh. like we get it yeah I just also, think I feel like it's really like more. making her more innocent. Like they're really playing up her innocence when yes. know, like, that, that's kind of dangerous. Because... That's what I was talking about when we were talking about the Grammys, I think, where I was like, their stylist is, is like, it's, it's making her innocent, but also sexing her up at the same time. And yeah. it's giving very like, oh, she's 18, come and get her. And it's like, that's nasty. <laughs> Or is she 19? She's young. And Something I just think like that's, that. She's it's freshly weird. legal. That's the yeah, problem. It's yeah. weird. Okay. I liked Vanessa Hudgens. Some people were like, oh, this yes. is on theme. Honestly, don't come up here and talk to me about a theme. Just don't. <laughs> this did not scream the theme. Therefore, it was not on theme. I mean, the silhouette a little bit, but like it was good enough. Yeah. I thought Carrie Mulligan looked really good. This was one where we were like, oh, 
when she came out. Mm, you didn't like fine. it? Wow. No. Rude. No. Okay. Um, I put Phoebe from Bridgerton. She plays Daphne. I don't know her last name. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Um, she looked good again. Somebody was like, This on the theme. No, it's not. It's just a black dress, but it looked good. She was a white person who didn't wash herself out. She knew how to balance her hair, was like a little bit darker of a red. She didn't look like a ghost. Congrats. <laughs> she could have easily looked like a ghost. Honestly, she's very pale. Wait, wait, real quick. It just popped my brain. You know who looked like a ghost who was white and wearing wait, black? Wait, wait, wait. Three, two, one. Sophie, Sophie Turner. Turner. <laughs> Why did she look like that? Okay, I have no idea. And she's pregnant. I'm like worried about her. You know what I said? I was like, she looks like when Bella Swan was pregnant in Breaking Dawn. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. Loki, though, I was like, is she okay? I just think the makeup was bad and it made her look maybe gaunt. it was the makeup, but she we were like, oh my God, Sophie looks sickly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, is Sophie Turner okay. I mean, you gotta be okay. She's married to Joe Jonas. Come on, girl. You're living everybody's dream. That's true. Okay. I actually liked Megan the Stallion. I liked, I liked how she looked. I do agree. The, sh- the shape wasn't my favorite. The shoulder thing. I didn't love. Also, I didn't like the mesh cutout. If that would have just been her skin, that would have been better. She's gorgeous skin. I don't like it at all. Melanin I thought it, it was like, this is just like a basic drag dress no. that people would wear to like a dress. I don't know. I don't like it at all. Wow. Okay. And we've talked about this. She has an issue with like, yeah. she, her, she like, they, looks like the beautiful. styling looks stunning, yeah. but the but actual the outfits. Outfit. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Maybe that was it. I just thought she looked beautiful. Again, yeah. this was my category. People that looked good. <laughs> you looked good. You didn't fail, but you, you got, you, this is, this is a C. The two people I listed were A's. These people yeah. I just were C's. I won't even go wanna... into the F's because I don't have any. <laughs> I truly am like so many people look like trash. I can't even formulate a thought to like list out who specifically look like trash. A lot of you did. I'm very okay. disappointed in you. Well, I listed out people I thought were trash, yeah. but I want to touch me... on my faves first. <laughs> Don't look at my trash ones yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. I kind of, okay. it, but so my faves, mm-hmm. I think Ariana DeBose and Jeremy Scott, they came together. Ate it up. I love their like matching looks. <laughs> I that gave me everything I needed. Oh, I, but my favorite, I think, Jesse Buckley ate this shit. Hold on, let me let me up. She came out there with a menswear look, put a little pencil mustache on. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Ate it up. I'm obsessed with her. I love the look. I think it's All like right. androgynous. It is. It's, it's very well androgyny. tailored. You know I, what? This suit is tailored better than fucking Jack Harlow's suit was. Uh, Don't even give me. If, if yeah. I had to have a worse dress list, Jack Harlow would be number one. Oh, <laughs> back to Jesse Buckley. I also think this could be a clever little in joke because her next film, which is coming out in two weeks, is called Men, and she came oh, dressed okay. in a menswear look with a little I really mustache. Like that. I like yeah, that. Um, that movie looks really good. By the way, we saw the trailer, right? We did. We, and we were like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Tessa Thompson, not on theme, but I love that dress. The like pink bouffant tutu See, train. I thought she was kind of drowning in it. I liked it. I just liked the drama of it. Denai Guerrera, absolutely stunning. That like blue satin, very structured bottom. Yeah, I didn't hate stunning. that. 
Yeah. Michelle Yeoh was very pretty. I love that color. We That was one of the first people we saw, actually, when we turned on the TV and we were like, oh, I didn't like her necklace. Yeah. I thought it was too distracting. She should have just left the chest bare. Yeah, but she's stunning. Very pretty. Uh, Casey <laughs> Musgraves, a lot of people I've seen do not like this, but I liked it because I got the reference because I think it's very clear she's doing like saloon girl, like with the with just the cut of the dress and like the applique and the fan. I was like, you're giving saloon girl. And I think that works for her because she's a country artist and it works for the theme. And she looked pretty. I know I, I'm biased. I'm, li- I'm, literally, <laughs> I'm literally wearing the Casey sweater right now. Get I just out. realized. You're I'm, done. I'm literally wearing her sweater. Whoops. You're done. You're done. <laughs> but I liked it. You didn't like it? Oh, I didn't like it. I'm sorry. Okay. I feel like if she was going to give saloon girl, she should have gone all out. I was honestly, I feel like the Met Gala is the one time of the year where you can like really camp it up and like wear a fucking costume. Not I a guess. costume, but like wear a high fashion costume like be a saloon yeah. girl if you're trying to do that i shouldn't have to guess what you're dressed as you know hey we still have some goodwill for her though from from the camp met gala remember the barbie literally barbie i liked that a lot apparently some Slade. people didn't like that no that that was okay Slade. i, I actually that. thought that the camp year was such a good theme and that some people really hit it out of the park but i was recently watching a tiktok video and somebody was like no camp was horrible nobody got no. it nobody did it and i was like what the people who got yeah, it, was, the yeah, girls who got who, it, the got girls it. who get it, get <laughs> yeah. it. The girls who don't really the did girls not. who gaunt, gaunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one last one I actually liked. We were worried about Chloe Bailey. I liked Chloe Bailey's look. Okay, hold on. No, I, I know I what you're going to say. This isn't the worst. This was not the worst okay. she looked. Yeah. I know you don't like sequins. You know how I feel about sequins. I liked it. And... <laughs> I liked it. I wasn't the biggest fan of the necklace, but I did like the silhouette a lot. And I think it played again. I like when yeah, people are playing into good. like their vibe. Ho- Chloe's whole thing is body. So yeah. I love that the silhouette was like exaggerating the hips of the body. The silhouette was good. This wasn't the worst she's ever looked. I'll give her that. She that like, was the baked potato look. She with looked the frizzy decent. Hair. Yeah. That, Whatever that, that was. <laughs> baked yeah. potato. That was not good. <laughs> yeah, this is not the worst she's ever looked. So I, I was, I will say, I saw her and I was like, huh. That was, I was expecting a mess. It was interesting. Oh my god. Everybody else was looking a mess. I didn't think okay. she'd be an exception. <laughs> well, let's get into that. Like I said, I have names. Oh, okay. I did not <laughs> I include. I did not include any men on the worst list because I feel like most men didn't eat. They didn't eat. They like, didn't. They no, were... I can't think of a single man that ate. The one you sent me a snap and you said Sebastian Stan looked like trash. He At did. Least he was doing something interesting with Bruh, the all pink. The pink puffer jacket, sir. You're not wearing street you clothes own a pink to the Met puffer Gala. jacket, even. <laughs> <laughs> we are not wearing street clothes in the Met Gala. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can't think of a single man that ate. I'm sorry. Okay, is that not better though than wearing just a regular tux, which like 90% of them did? <sighs> Truly, I can't answer yes or no. Oh, and someone I did not add to this list, the New York City mayor, don't care to remember his name. He showed up wearing an end gun <laughs> violence jacket to the Met Gala. Wore a, that's not going to do shit, my guy. And spending time at the Met Gala certainly isn't either. It's an ending gun violence. So that, that was Oh, you bad get too. back in your office. Yeah. Sign some laws. That was bad. But anyway, I have names. Okay, name your names. Courtney Kardashian was the oh worst my God. person at this Met Gala. Literally, what the fuck was that? You think she looked worse than Kylie? <laughs> yes. I think the whatever face Kylie was making was strange, 
but I think Courtney looked awful and I'm really over deconstructed fashion. I think it doesn't work most of the time. It doesn't. And she also yeah. openly admitted to not thinking about the theme. Like you didn't exactly. have to say that you could just not, you could just be like, Oh yeah. It looked like she got like abdomen surgery <laughs> and the gauze were sticking out. And then her dress started literally coming apart at the seams and falling down to the floor <laughs> it looked awful <laughs> i hated her look so much oh my okay God. Gemma chan i don't understand like you are such a beautiful gorgeous woman and you wear that oh, what the I fuck know. was that i know she looked like a table <laughs> somebody on twitter was like me leaving best buy with a plasma screen oh my TV. god <laughs> i just don't know i don't know what that silhouette was because it like it wasn't really avant-garde. It just was an no. odd shape. And then it had all that accoutrement on it and it was black. So she was drowning in it. You know what would have been better awful. if they would have, if they would have exaggerated the shoulders instead of the, instead of the hips. It would have been better than the hips. It would have been sure. better. Mm. And I'm not saying like, like I, again, I love interesting silhouettes. I don't think silhouettes have to be flattering necessarily, but I just don't understand the intention because the rest of the look outside of the silhouette was also bad. Anyway, Aquafina, what the hell is that? She's one of those people that I was like, why are you invited? What have you done? She she looks so unhappy to be there too. She nobody likes like she her. Knew she's like, she was oh, in like shit. a shrimp carcass. It looked like a shrimp, a carcass. shrimp carcass. I don't know how else to explain it. I thought it looked bad. I did not like it at all. And then last on the worst list, Jessica Chastain. Not only does this dress feel like slightly appropriative, like it's giving kind of like gypsy maybe why does she dress like a grandma i don't know but it's also ugly and it looks like a costume but i I think no and i think that i just think the turban of it all is very unfortunate like i just don't think it's giving grandma honestly it's giving grandma at her birthday party it's giving my grandma my grandma has worn something like this to her birthday party i'm I'm putting money on it i'm just disappointed because like she's very beautiful and she has a great shape like she could do better but again a lot of y'all could have done better a lot she, of y'all could have done better she said i have my oscar i don't give a shit what i look like anymore yeah she looked trash <laughs> there too ain't gonna lie ah! y'all already know how i feel about her oscars look yeah we talked about that <laughs> yeah lots of issues wow. very wow. frustrating well, okay well also i have a couple of other of uh met gala comments okay actually just one other met gala comment Okay. Someone that we didn't talk about who was not, she wasn't on any of our lists, good or bad. So she was really just, she was just plain. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it was Kim Kardashian because I feel like this deserves its special attention because of how like weird it was. Um, it wasn't like that weird. Okay. So basically, if you don't know, Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's iconic happy birthday dress that she, she wore to sing happy birthday to the president. Everybody knows if you haven't mm. seen that, you need to watch it or listen to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> More homework, Google, Marilyn Monroe, happy birthday. Um, this was like the dress and Ripley's, believe it or not, gave it to her. And she, I don't know. I didn't see where she said this, but apparently she said that she lost 16 pounds in like a week to be able to fit into that dress. And I'm just like, girl, you could have not said that. Yeah. Very dangerous. Why'd you have to say that? You could have not said that. And nobody would, no, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have had thoughts. We wouldn't have cared. Yeah. If anything, well, maybe, we, I, maybe we would have been like, oh, Kim Kardashian wore that dress. And another thought I think that she I had, probably thought that was a badge of honor. She was like, she thought she ate. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently she didn't to fit into that dress. She didn't eat. Oh. 
That is sad. She has two daughters. Three daughters? Yeah. Sorry, my dog is attacking. Damn, she mounted you. <laughs> yeah, literally. Damn. Damn. This. Chill. Because <laughs> I took this away from her so that she would shut up while I'm doing like, this. Can y'all stop talking about the Met Gala? It's been 25 minutes. Yeah, she's <laughs> over it. Okay, go get it. Um, Another thing that I think is interesting, if y'all remember Kim Kardashian's look from last year, she wore that all black ghost fit. I don't know what (laughs) Dementor couture. (laughs) (laughs) This would have worked perfectly for last year. Like, why does she have to wear that Dementor outfit? I don't know, bro. I don't know. And then Um, her her and Pete also just awkward vibes. I don't like it. I have so many issues. He kissed her on the head a lot. Yeah, probably because they don't kiss on the lips because they're PR. They probably yeah. kiss like this. Uh, lips closed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Kim and Pete, fun segue. Uh, uh, the White House Correspondents Dinner was also a a little bit of a pop culture. Sure, he is upset about the pop culture. Yeah, she she's pissed <laughs> that she didn't get invited to the White House Correspondents Dinner. Uh, Bruh, are you kidding? Joe, she wants to meet Major. Isn't that the name of the, is that the name of their dog? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, but the White House Correspondence Center was this week. Um, there were a lot of cele- like ran not just celebrities because like yeah, famous people get invited to White House shit, whatever. But there were yeah. like the most random people there. If you <laughs> can do me the honor of clicking on the article, I'm looking. So Leslie see- Jordan. <laughs> what business does he have being at the at a dinner for journalists? Leslie Jordan. Wait, it gets better. Hold on. Drew Barrymore. Uh, Kim and Pete were there, which BuzzFeed called them Keat. Yeah. I don't like that. Drew Barrymore was there. And wait, hold on. Yo- young Sheldon. <laughs> wait, it gets better. Hold on. You're going to laugh when you get to it. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> I'm going down. <laughs> Kevin McHale <laughs> from Glee. <laughs> wait, wait, I haven't made it there yet. I'm at Fran Drescher. Oh, my God. Why was Kevin why was he there? It was so random. Like some of these people, I'm like, who? And then Buzz <laughs> put number 22, my father's sayer, Megan McCain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most random people and it's so many white people yeah it is very strange i don't understand this why was brooke shields there what business does she have i don't know i wolf blitzer like sophia bush like why are these people here why didn't i cop an invite that's the real problem whatever it's very strange but did you see like it was just a very awkward dinner did you see the clip of trevor noah kind of like roasting the Biden administration and Biden is sitting there like I'm He's sorry you guys dazed. he is not home he is <laughs> smiling at Trevor Noah with the biggest he, grin like he does not know what he doesn't saying. he didn't get the jokes at all and it was actually funny because they would like show Biden and he'd be like nodding and smiling and I'm just like sir you should be embarrassed very uncomfortable and then yeah. when he told Jill Biden she should have voted for Bernie <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, having Trevor Noah host was a great idea because he he be preaching. You put you give him a mic, he will preach. Okay. He had a lot of good stuff to say to the journalists uh directly, which was great. Uh, just yeah. about like the freedom of press. Um and how pathetic American journalism is, low-key. Um yep. 
so yeah, Trevor Noah was great. Um, honestly, Joe Biden had some comedy. I don't know who they hired to write his speech, but he, he had jokes in there. <laughs> Were they funny? I don't know, but he had jokes in there. He had jokes in there. Um, so yeah, it was like a little bit chaotic, but I just don't know why there were so many celebrities there. I'm not just so, so many random celebrities. And then on top of all that, yeah, they had uh, Kim and Pete. It, very huh? good list with a smattering of A-lists out of nowhere. Right. That all they could afford was Kim and Pete. Uh-oh. Is that what my taxpayer dollars? Oh my God. <laughs> um, okay. Last thing. Speaking of Kim and Pete again, sorry. Uh-huh. I had a lot of them this week. I honestly didn't do this on purpose. I just always think of that one episode and you're like, I'm done talking about Kim. I'm done talking about Kanye. And then it's like, we keep talking about this. Sorry. They're the only interesting people. <laughs> they're, no, they they're really not the are. only interesting. They just do the most shit. And it's like, y'all yeah. are so fucking crazy. I can't, like, I have to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. This is something whack for two reasons. Okay. So base, this is, I worded it. I worded it like this because this is why it's weird. Pete Davidson got a tattoo paying homage to Kim but the tattoo is with all the initials of Kanye West's kids on his neck. Why would you get someone else's kids initials on your body? I don't so that's know, one reason strange. why it's weird. Other reason why it's weird is because a few years ago, Pete Davidson swore up and down. He was getting all his tattoos removed because he wanted to act more and he didn't like sitting in the makeup chair for three hours. Oh yeah. Pete, yeah that's so, very strange. Very strange move. Very strange move. I don't understand why. Nobody asked. I don't know. Well, does that conclude pop culture? It does. Yes. Okay. So it's media moment time. It's time for the media moment. And you are going first. (laughs) Great. Um, I'm actually excited to talk about this. Um, so my media moment for the week is Blue Water Road by Kehlani, the new album that Your just fave. dropped. Um, Kehlani's my fave. This album, though, is not my fave. <gasps> really? Oh, I mean, it's always it's, so devastating when one of your favorite artists does not deliver. You know. Well, here's the thing. The album is not bad. It's actually like it's good. Some of the singles that she released before the album are like awesome. My favorite songs on the album. But I just, in comparison to her last album, which I will say was much darker, it just, the last album just fucking slapped. This one just, (laughs) I hate when artists go from dark and they try to turn their life around and be all happy and shit. It's like, Uh, come on. This is not what I, this is not what I need. It's like the, it's striking parallels to Lord going from melodrama to solar power. Right. A little bit. I was like, uh, it was good until it wasn't was so good. Oh my God. And it was until much it wasn't. longer. Yeah. Well now it, it wasn't because uh, blue water road is just okay. Like this, this album, I will not be buying on vinyl, which uh, last one I did, I waited months for that album, but this one I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. I don't know. Maybe I have to listen to it again, but it was like good. I was happy. I was so excited for it to come out, but I honestly, I only listened to it like twice. Like I have no desire to really? keep listening to it. Yeah. Whereas when it was good until it wasn't came out, that shit was on replay all day. It's still on replay. If I'm like, hmm, which I listened to, I'm like clickety clack on Spotify. It was good until it wasn't. What? <laughs> clickety clack. That tickled me. Um, what don't you like about it specifically? Is it like the lyrics? Is it the vibe? Is, is it not interesting thematically? It's not what I was expecting thematically. I feel like it just, I feel like it has no direction. 
I don't know. I feel like it's not really telling a story like it should. Like, I feel like the singles that she released, well, two of them, one of them, the one with Justin Bieber, that doesn't count. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but two of them, two of the, the first two singles that she released, I feel like those had some connection and it was like, ooh, okay, like this album's going to go off. And then it just, it doesn't really make any sense. <sighs> Sorry. That's the yeah. worst. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I don't know. It, again, it just, it, do, it doesn't, it feels too lighthearted to the point where it feels like some of the lyrics have no meaning behind them. Like she has a song called everything. And the lyrics are literally like, you know how the people say, Oh, it's, it's the blank for me. Like, you know, yeah. the lyrics like are like, Oh, it's the everything for me. Like, no, shut up. Uh, I hate uh, that. That is the corniest thing I've ever heard to me. When people use like cultural, like uh, slang terms as lyrics, it's almost a cop out unless you do it like really well. But it's just like you saw someone on TikTok and made it a song. Oh, sorry. I'm being very critical. I hope she, I hope Kaylani never hears this. I love you. Kayla. I mean, <sighs> we're most critical of the people we love sometimes. Yeah. And you don't know them personally. I'm disappointed. I'm and so also sorry. I have to say this, this album is the first album Kaylani's released since she came out for sure as a lesbian. And it was not really giving enough. Should have been giving more. Mm-hmm. Should have been giving queer. Yeah, it wasn't giving much queer, honestly. Hmm. Not that you have to produce no, queer art if you're a queer to, person, right. but like, it's always nice, ugh. you know. <laughs> I would, it would be much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, wow. no, I just, it wasn't giving. Sorry. Well, it's okay. I have a completely different media moment tonally than yours. So we have spoken, especially you, on this film, Ambulance, Michael Bay's Ambulance, because the trailer is was really bad, right? It was so chaotic. If somebody, again, was like, tell me what Ambulance is about based off of that trailer, I'd be like, ah, 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 ah. I, and after, you know what's funny? After hearing about what it was about, I was like, I got none of that. I thought it was completely different based on the trailer. I thought it was about real EMTs. <laughs> with explosions yeah That's the trailer is really bad it's really bad and michael bay's track record is not the greatest um so <laughs> i just you know decided because i got that sweet sweet regal unlimited oh, that i would go see ambulance last oh. week and y'all it's actually a pretty good movie <laughs> here's the thing it's michael bay's best film this century oh. <laughs> i was like what it's his best film since the year 2000 onward um <laughs> it is it's just like, okay it's this is one of those movies where it's not art it's not trying to be art it is not well written there are a couple of really bad monologues especially in the beginning <laughs> that just dump exposition on you to, to get, like get the story going but it is so entertaining and okay a quick log line for the plot is that jake gyllenhaal is a bank robber and his adopted brother played by uh yaya abdul mateen the second he's tried to get out of that life but he's needed some money because his pregnant wife needs some surgery so one day jake gyllenhaal calls him up and he's like hey I'm doing this job today. We need a driver. You want to come? And Yaya's like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'll come. So they go on this bank heist in downtown LA. All goes awry. People get shot. There's a shootout. And 
uh, ambulance that is dispatched to the scene with Isa Gonzalez as the EMT. They try to help a cop that has been shot by Yaya Abdul-Mateen, but they all need to escape. So Jake Jonal and Yaya Abdul-Mateen commandeer this ambulance with Isa Gonzalez still inside and the cop that they shot. And they escape the bank into the streets of LA. And that wow. kickstarts the rest of the movie, which is basically one long police chase through the streets <laughs> of LA. And this movie is just really cool. A lot of the effects are practical, which I feel like, I like is a rarity. Effects. Yes. So the stunt work is very, very impressive. It's Ooh. very well done. Ooh. And I told you this in person, just like as a little inkling. But the drone shots in this movie are so cool. Like, I've never seen drone shots in a movie like this before because I feel like these days they're used for, like, establishing shots and, like, overheads and whatnot. These motherfucking drones had, like, nitrous on them or something because they were weaving in between cop cars in the street in a chase and, like, going around the ambulance and coming back around the other side. And they were going up, like, shooting up the sides of buildings and then going over the top and going back down and into the street. And they were just so cool. I, every time a drone shot wow. happened, I was like, wow. Like, oh, 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 it was very cool. I wish I saw this in like IMAX or something because I think that would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, so it's just very visceral. Wait, let's be real though. Would you have paid to see that in IMAX? I, well, here's the thing. I went into it with very low expectations. So I wouldn't have paid to see it in IMAX my first watch. Oh, but. I would see it again in IMAX. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was just entertaining. He's a fan. Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Everyone's good in this movie. Isa Gonzalez is really good. Um, and she's like, she's in a Michael Bay movie, and she is not sexualized in the <gasps> least. I know. Shocking. There are no shots of her ass. No ass. She, no ass. No, no ass. <laughs> um, she's not written. To be like an idiotic, theory. she has agency and she actually wow. saves people. Yeah, uh, Megan um, Fox is quaking. I right know. Now. Wasn't she beefing with Michael Bay? That's why she well, got kicked she off. She called him a Nazi. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'm not saying Michael Bay is all of a sudden like a changed man, but I'm just saying this film is surprisingly good, and it doesn't feel like a Michael Bay movie besides aesthetically, which it definitely is. Um, but yeah, and I texted you this, but this. This singular Michael Bay film about police chases and explosions has better LGBT representation than the entirety of Star Wars and mm -hmm. Marvel combined because the like lead FBI guy in this movie, the first time we meet him, he's in a counseling session with his husband and they oh, kiss MG. and everything. Ah! And he is like, I like the film because the there's not a clear good, good guy, bad guy. Everyone's kind of like in a gray zone. So I don't want to call him the good guy, but like he is competent at his job and he's gay and we see that. And I was like, wow, okay. Work. That's so refreshing. And you know what? They yeah. probably didn't make it like his whole personality, right? No, exactly. And they didn't that. make it his personality, but like he mentions his husband, like to his right. straight coworkers on the, right. the way that straight that people cool. in movies mention with their relationship, it's a like casual and you're like, yeah, I get it. Whereas whenever they write gay exactly. people, it's like, that's their whole personality, their whole story. Exactly. Line. And he didn't die. His husband didn't die. Yeah. Wow. Um, and there was one other thing I wanted to say. I thought the, I thought the ending, like the very last five minutes were very cheesy, which is to be expected, I guess. But I think 
this movie does have a little something to say, which is that Ooh. cops, cops and law enforcement make it a point to dehumanize criminals before they're even put through the justice system. And because this film is Period. operating like a gray zone with its characters, mm-hmm. I think it's it's not trying to say that like, you know, criminals are good people, but like everyone's human, you know? Yeah. And the police are actively dehumanizing people that they're pursuing and treating them like animals. Yeah. And I thought that that was communicated effectively. I'm not saying that criminals don't deserve to be pursued if they're shooting people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was very entertained, very entertained by this movie. Wow. I'm so yeah. glad you had a good time. The score was also really good. It was like, it was like, got my pulse quickening. It got my pulse quickening. I hear that again. The score was like, it was intense, dude. What? Imagine that sound behind that clip from the movie that we watched. What clip? The clip. Oh, what's his name? You guys, we watched another really bad. We thought it was a Christian movie, but it wasn't. But it was a really bad free movie on YouTube. Um, yeah, that would be funny. Also, I have one more thing. I remembered that I want to mention. I did not realize ambulance was rated r when i walked into this movie <gasps> i thought it was pg was there blood there was blood and like Ew. gore and uh, profanity and shit which you know i live for profanity. but <laughs> there was <laughs> okay but there was one scene in the back of the ambulance where isaac gonzalez has to perform a surgery on this cop while the ambulance is in motion oh and God. let's just say a spleen ruptures at one point and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I would have I thrown it was, up. It was gory. I was surprised. <laughs> so, yeah, Ambulance is rad. Ah. You should go see it. <laughs> yeah, Ambulance is rad. It reminded me of, like, a Michael Mann film. He did that? Heat and Collateral. It's a very good, like, L.A. movie. Mm-hmm. I just have good things to say. So, Yeah. Wow. Well, Zach is an ambulance stand. We were making fun of we were making fun of that movie for real. Um, my stand stambulance stand. Wait, when was that? What were we seeing when we first saw the trailer? I feel like Morbius. We were with Nick. Was it Morbius? We haven't seen a movie with Nick. Why did I feel like Nick was there? I don't know. He's always there. <laughs> was it Morbius? Really? <laughs> we definitely saw the trailer in front of Morbius. Yeah. And we were like, that looks like trash. Yeah. Oh, wow. But you guys, speaking of movies, you guys, oh my God, we finally get to see Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness in two days. Actually, we're going to be fighting. Hours. We're going to be fighting over who gets to have it as their media moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, oh, yeah. It's actually very exciting because I have known Ely for two and a half years and we've known we've been Marvel fans, but this Wait, is our haven't. first time getting well, we to see a Marvel Morbius. film together. <laughs> MCU film together, okay? It's different. So I'm very excited to experience that with you. So excited. I I can't believe we finally made it. It feels like this was so distant at one point. And now that it's this week, I'm like, what? 
Yup. And also, Ely's going to be experiencing her first Dolby Cinema. Oh my God, Film. I'm going to poop my pants. Do you think I'm going to cry? I've cried at every MC movie that's come out so far. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard the reviews came out today and people are saying it's like actually like kind of horror. Like yeah, body people are saying it was scary. Shit. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. I also Nick's like don't know us. a lot about Sam Raimi. So I'm like, Ooh. See, I do. So I'm very interested to see how his style translates. Yeah, I've only seen Spider-Man 3. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Need to see some evil. And I saw that. I saw that when I was like a a child, so I genuinely don't remember what happens. I just remember that Sandman is the one that killed Uncle Ben, and that's all I really remember. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, you've had plenty. I think like what (laughs) twenty years is like enough. (laughs) Fifteen. I think that's enough time for the spoiler warning to be, you know, whatever. But I don't know. So Very yeah, true. sorry, sorry if you, if you didn't know. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go and we'll talk about Doctor Strange next week. Hopefully, I'm gonna be a changed woman next week. You hopefully, guys. we have good things to say. I mean, Scarlet Witch is in it, so that's all I need. Yeah, it's immediately gonna be good. You already know. Yeah. You already know. You know what I think about all the time too. Sorry, this is the what? last thing I'm gonna say. Is how. <laughs> When Wanda first came into the MCU, she was like the most sidelined character ever. Like nobody knew shit about her. She had like two mm-hmm. lines. Now she's now on the she's front of that to, damn poster. Star co-star in this movie. She's a star. <laughs> she's a star in this movie. This is her movie. <laughs> yep. I'm so happy for her. Me too. Very exciting. All right. Well, I'm going to say have a good night while Ely chastises Shuri for being naughty. Oh my God, this girl. <laughs> you guys, you would one think I have a toddler, honestly. That's how one I One day she'll lose her energy and she'll become somewhat normal. Bro, I'm hoping one day. <laughs> if I can hear the destruction in the background. <laughs> yeah, she's like whipping one of her toys around, like <laughs> beating the shit out of it. Sometimes she'll like play with stuff and then sometimes she'll just like kill it (laughs) yes she'd be like whipping that thing i'm like oh my god (laughs) she's role playing the fox killing those flamingos i'm like you wish he was in the wild huh (laughs) (laughs) okay have a good night Uh, yeah have a good night bye bye